Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. As always, I'm here with Eric. Hello, everybody. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, good. We saw each other yesterday. Um, not yes, much sir. has gone on since then. I did actually go to Brentwood Mall today. Ooh. Sorry, the amazing Brentwood. That's the name of it now. The amazing um, Brentwood. Have you been? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so they just finished uh, renovation. And I just want to say, like, head out there. Anyone who lives in the Lower Mainland, head out there. It's so nice. Um, the SkyTrain station is attached right to the mall, so it's really easy to get there. And it's not like a mall like Metrotown. It seems like a very kind of like Californian-style mall. There's like a road going through right through the middle of the mall, and there's like shops on the side, but then there's also shops inside. So pretty nice. They have a Nike store there, an Adidas store there, right next to each other. Um, they have this big outdoor sporting good store there called sporting life which is pretty cool um i saw the uh federer shoes there the on shoes i've never seen them in real life um they're like 180 bucks for like it just looks like a lifestyle shoe it doesn't even look like it's a tennis shoe oh wow yeah it is um expensive and it looks just like it i mean the federer wears them so there you go Um, what about you, man? Anything new at all that you want to share with the podcast? Uh, not really. Just, just me and Anson playing tennis occasionally. Uh, played yesterday, obviously. Uh, today, nothing much has gone down. Other than the news we'll talk about eventually. We'll get on to that later, but we're going to start with what just happened tonight. Um, just a few minutes ago, Milwaukee closed out game five against the Suns, even though they were up by 12 and, and lost that lead. Um, just saying, I bought a pair of Zoom Freak 2s, and the Bucks have not lost since I bought those. So, it's the Anson curse, but it's the other way now. So, there we go, Giannis. I'm uh, helping you guys win. Um, what have you just thought of the final so far? Um, definitely a back-to-back, uh, what do you call it? Back-and-forth type series, obviously. <laughs> obviously, the Suns up 2 nothing in the series, and then Bucks have made this surge to make it 3-2 for the for them. It's like, it's almost like the Raptors against the Bucks. Um, all I'm saying, uh, I thought I had this itching suspicion that the Bucks would do it, would be doing this. Like, they would actually come back in the series. Obviously, because I, I saw from the Raptors Bucks, and they didn't. I saw two nothing for the Bucks, and then Raptors coming all the way back, winning four two in the series. I thought maybe the Bucks will do the exact same thing, and look what's happening right now. They're one game away from winning the championship. I think um, this is one of the only times my prediction has been right. Remember in the last <laughs> podcast, I was like, yeah, the Suns have been good, but a lot of their challenges, the other teams haven't had good players at the guard position. And then Middleton and Drew Holiday, two great guards. Middleton kind of plays a little more on the small forward side, but he does play shooting guard uh, occasionally. And I would say he's a shooting guard. Um, Holiday making a clutch play on Booker, taking the ball from him. And Middleton, um, even though he missed that first free throw, hit that second one to ice the game. And 
he's been good most of the series. I mean, yeah. I saw um, like some Instagram things and some TikTok um, TikToks of uh, edits of Chris Middleton and Michael Jordan, <laughs> and how. I mean, honestly, Middleton is kind of. I can see he's definitely like, he he's really influenced by MJ and Kobe, like the way he plays, his fadeaway, even his yeah. hair. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll send you it later, but it's just, like, it's basically, like, Middleton hitting fadeaway shots, and as he turns, it turns into Michael Jordan. So, it's, like, they're just, they play so similar. Obviously, Middleton doesn't have, like, that amount of, like, athleticism that Kobe and MJ had, but just the shooting and the fadeaway, it's there. And, like, yeah, he's no way he's as good as those two players, but it's obvious that he really, like, practiced that part of his game. Much like DeMar DeRozan in his fadeaway, right? He practiced that part of his game a lot, and it's obvious to see who he got influence from. Yeah. Um, anything else to say for the series? What do you What do you think? Do you think the Bucks are going to close it out in six, or do you think the Suns can make it to seven? What do you think? Uh, what I want is the Suns to win game six, obviously. I think everyone wants to see, except for Bucks fans, obviously. But I think... Going to Game Seven for this series is gonna be amazing. The next, the Game Seven, the the hype around the series has been pretty good. I think even going to Game Seven would bring so many fans together to watch this game. Um, one last thing for the Bucks is like Chris Middleton. I think he might be one of the like best performers on the team. Obviously, you have Giannis who's doing his thing. Like Giannis was supposed to be doing this. How does how do you word this better? Because that kind of seems like I'm dissing him a little bit. But he's supposed like, to be good. You're right. He's yeah. He's supposed to be good. But, like, Chris Middleton has been stepping up so... Like, he's stepping up in the clutch. Like, game four, he was hit, he was hitting almost every shot he was taking. And then Giannis, obviously, getting 40 points in, like, every game except for this one. Like, these two are unstoppable this series because no one can guard them yeah definitely um great players who are playing like up to standard right middleton a lot of times like once he plays bad they're like oh yeah uh, middleton's underrated and then he plays good and they're like man this guy's like prime michael jordan right so it's a little flip-floppy with him Giannis is just like he's like he has his good games but I feel like the Suns just don't really have anyone to kind of match up on him super well. And yeah. he's kind of had his way this series. I think if the Suns had, like, kind of a lengthier um, wing who was more effective than, like... Like, Jay Crowder is good, but he's kind of just a three-point shooter on offense. He's not really, like, someone who will yeah. shut you down on the defensive end. And Aiden's a good center, but he's not, like, Marcus Gasol smart, which is something you need to guard someone like Giannis. Yeah. All right. Is it time to move on to the big news? Sure. So the Canucks hunt for a hefty center, as uh, described by the front office and Jim Benning, is over. The Canucks trade their third-round pick from this 2021 draft to the Dallas Stars in exchange for Jason Dickinson, a six-foot-two center who is 200 pounds, so he does fit the hefty mold. Hefty boy. Um, have you, like, really watched Dickinson play at all, like, before now? Uh, 
honestly know, but I've obviously obviously heard his name quite a few times, especially in the cup final. Um, he's all I've seen on the news is that he's a really good player. I saw one comment or tweet and it was like, he's the type of guy to get like run over, get up, uh, make an assist on a t game time goal and laugh in the opponent's face. That's what I saw on Twitter. I was like, hey, if we have that type of guy in the Canucks, that's going to be a good weapon for her, for Travis Green. He's been a full-time NHLer for the last three seasons, so beginning in 2018-2019. And his career high was in his uh, was in that year where he had uh, 22 points. Um, but he, he had 15 points this year, and he would have definitely reached 20. Um, so I seem, it seems like he's a consistent 20-point scorer. Um, it seems like he does have some issues with injuries, and he hasn't played a full NHL season up to this point in yeah. his career. Um, a good thing is he's 26 years old. So he's not necessarily going to be a liability, much like how some of our other centers were when we um, traded for or traded or signed them. Um, one being Jay Beagle, who is obviously off that cup run, and he was not super young. Um, Sutter was around a similar age when we got him, but let's hope we don't hand out Dickinson, you know, a Sutter-level contract. Yeah. Because he is an RFA. Um. What uh, he made one point five million dollars last year. What do you think would be a good deal for Dickinson? And let's do the same thing as we did last time with like the Hughes and Pedersen deals. So think of your annual average and your years. He made one point five last year. He made one point five. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. You got yours. Okay. Yeah. So just to um kind of go over his contracts he had his rookie scale contract which went on for four years because you know entry level slide um that that happens to players who don't play the um amount of games that they have to play in that first year and the contract moves on mm -hmm. uh his second contract was just a one-year extension for 875 and then his last contract was a two-year extension for 1.5 so um do you have your years and your number uh yeah okay i have mine as well um you can go ahead first and then i'll say mine right after uh i was gonna say maybe three years 1.75 or okay. maybe two for jason dickerson dick dickinson i was gonna say uh like a two a two by 1.8 or a two by two yeah. mm -hmm. i think if we sign him for under two million, that's like that's actually it. no. My thing was if we sign him for one point eight or under, that's good. But signing mm -hmm. him for under two million or two million or under is betting good. Because you know <laughs> he's gonna overpay. But just hopefully it's just by like a few hundred thousand and not like giving him like two point five, three or something like that. Because I think that's just yeah. outrageous for a third line center who hasn't played a full year and really is not like a super good third line center like looking at his stats he hasn't ever had a year where he's won face-offs at a 50 percent clip that's not good that is not good but um yeah i like i think we're so similar in this one like two or three years i just think two just because the window kind of makes sense because 
I think three years is a little too much just because the Canucks have a lot of stuff expiring after this year. So if we have him this year and the year after that, it kind of, it's like when we re-sign him, it kind of just makes sense in terms of um, like the timing, I think. Yeah. So expiring after 2022, 2023. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Because that year, a lot of stuff expires. Um, Horvat, Miller, um, Hoglander needs his extension. Yep. So a lot of stuff expires that year. So I think if we do it till then, it just makes sense. But I s- can definitely see Benning giving out a three-year deal. I didn't count the Benning factor for that. Probably does want to <laughs> give him three years instead of two. He also wants to give him three million. <laughs> Probably. Um, Keep it consistent, right? Three by three, six yeah. by six. He likes making making them earn the years <laughs> they play. Um, so in terms of Canucks news, that is um, one side of it. Um, yep. The other side of it is that the Canucks Abbotsford team has been named. Woo. Spoiler for those who have not heard it. They are also called the Canucks, which they had to delay this five days for just to call them the Canucks. Uh, just to call them the Canucks. Um, we don't really know much about the team yet, but what from like seeing their jerseys and the design with Johnny Canuck, what do you think of that? I think it's a good uh, direction they went into. Obviously, we're disappointed as fans to hear that their team name is the Canucks and not another team because we waited so long just to see that. But obviously, the Canucks, the, the AHL team's not supposed to be like flashy anything it's it's a farm team for the nhl and with their jerseys going green primary as their uh what do you call it their home jersey is i like i like that idea green looks pretty nice on a jersey as texas or uh, texas stars and dallas stars mm-hmm. two teams that <laughs> jason dickinson has played for just not the glow in the dark black and green ones just not those yeah ones. not those ones <laughs> but yeah the johnny canuck being used on a jersey finally we haven't had that. We haven't seen that logo in a long time for the Canucks. I I don't even remember when the last time they used it on a jersey. Maybe 2015, 16. 20, maybe? yeah, maybe. As their alternate. Yeah. So Bo um, Horvat's seen it. <laughs> Bo Horvat has seen it. But I'm thinking they came up with the name just because, like, if you're gonna associate an NHL. And the AHL team with the NHL team is going to be the Canucks. And we do have the saying, the saying in Vancouver that we are all Canucks. So I'm guessing that's where their, uh, what do you call it, mindset was going to. Just we are all Canucks. So it doesn't matter if you're Abbotsford or Vancouver. You're still a Canuck. And I do like that connection too. Um, one thing I didn't like about it was, like, I did like the green. And, like, you know this. I I think I've said this many times. Like, I always wanted the Canucks to have a green jersey. Like, I like mm. blue since I'm a Canucks fan. But if I was making a jersey, I don't think I'd pick blue as my first choice. Yeah. Um. I would have liked them to do, like, the 94 style with, like, the black skate, black, mm. yellow, and red. I think those would have sold no matter what just because people really like that. But yes. I can definitely still see that as a third jersey for them uh, that they can wear consistently. Yeah. 
I don't know, just a really big fan of those colors. And I think a lot of people are, and we're a little disappointed about that. But, mm. I mean, I just hope the Canucks still wear that as their, um, like, third jersey because it was great when they brought that back in 1920 for the 50-year anniversary. And we just got to keep going with and putting that out because I don't think I've ever yeah. met a person who says they don't like the black skate. Yeah, true. Um, I think, we'll, uh, go ahead. I think Utica, Utica also did that jersey with the Canucks or the the Comets instead of the Canucks. Like they got the skate jersey and just said Comets on it, and it was like the blue and blue and white jersey. So and it looks pretty nice. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they come out with that third jersey like that. Yeah, uh, I see what you're talking about now. I forgot about it, but yeah, it looks it's like the exact same thing. It just says Comets. Yeah. Um, kind of more news on the um, I keep wanting to say Utica on the Abbotsford side. Um, they ha- came out with their team store, and people have been buying from that a lot. Uh, I've seen some of their stuff. It does look great. Uh, following them on Instagram now, so we um, we'll definitely see all of the stuff. And I guess that's it on the uh, Abbotsford side. Um, for sure, we will try to get out to some games out there, even though it's a little far for us. But I don't know. I don't go out to Abbotsford for anything very often, but I'd love to just kind of go around the area. I might just take a drive out there uh, next week, um, anytime I'm not busy, just to kind of see there. Um, arena and all the stuff around there and I know they're opening up a team store soon so I really want to go to that um, this is kind of a sad moment for us as Canucks fans um, getting to this this is probably even bigger news than the, uh, the trade that was made today it is that Alex Edler is no longer going to be a Vancouver Canuck he will be testing the free agent market. Um, yeah, Eric, what do you what do you think of this one? Uh, it's very sad to see that one. The one of the last people who were part of that 2011 Cup run is finally gonna go into free agency and to become a maybe another on another team, especially when he's your franchise leader in almost every stat for your team. It's very, it's very sad to see, but it's also very happy for Edler trying to find a team that will play him better, I guess, or maybe have another, have a chance at a cup, so he can try to win one for himself. Yeah, it's really sad to see Edler go, especially with his two best friends, the Sedins, getting into the front office. Um, would have been great to see the three of them together one more time, um, even though maybe not on the ice, but. Yeah, it's sad to see Edler go. Um, I'll never forget screaming really loud when I thought he finally scored his um, 100th goal, but <laughs> best, uh, Besser tipped that one. Um, I didn't have a voice the next day after that game. That was... Fortunately. That is probably my best Edler memory. Hmm. He never really had like a huge... like I don't, He didn't have many huge like standout moments besides a few hits. 
um, like one kind of goal or whatever that you'll remember him for, but he was just always there, and he was a consistent piece of this team. And at there, you will be missed. Um, I have a question. Go ahead. I have a question. Is there? Are we like fully ruling out that Edler is just not going to be coming back to the Canucks, or is because he's? It says he's testing free agency, which means like Canucks still maybe will give him a chance. Yeah, I did but... read something from his agent. Um, what it said mm-hmm. is he's going to test free agency first, and there is still a possibility that he'll circle back to the Canucks. But Edler's yeah. a great defenseman. I don't see why other teams wouldn't pick him up, especially if he's going to go for like a shorter term deal like a one-year 1.5 million dollar deal um a lot of great teams would want him on their third pairing he's still a really solid player even though he's lost a lot of speed yeah but you never know what's toronto (laughs) Uh, basically just um swapping for vc and boyd there yep speaking of toronto though um News still going on that the Canucks are interested in Zach Hyman. And the talks are mm. serious. Yeah. Um, we now have our third line center uh, with Dickinson. And we will have a third line winger. Don't know whether that'll be Colson or Hoglander or Pearson. But we will have one. And on yeah. the other side, it would be Zach Hyman. Um I don't know how I don't I just don't understand right now how the Canucks could get Zach Hyman. I was listening yeah. to Thirty One Thoughts the other day with um, Elliot Friedman, and he was saying Toronto offered Hyman an eight-year deal to oh, cut wow. down. Yeah, just to cut down on the annual average value. Like uh, mm-hmm. Yoel Eriksson X signed a contract like that, right? Like he's he signed an eight-year deal just so he could have more term. Um, yeah. And he rejected that. I don't see how the Canucks could get him. Like, yeah, especially with the cap situation that Canucks have gone through already. Like Zach Hyman is a like some people say he sucks and he's just good because he plays with like Byron <laughs> Matthews and stuff. Which like, all right. I mean, we've never sure. we've pretty much never seen him play without those two. But it takes a good player to play with good players. Like that's kind of like Alex Burrows, right? Yeah. He made two point two five million last year, and he's definitely, um, he definitely needs a raise. Yeah, I don't see him. I don't know. What do you think a good contract for him would be? Um, I would see. I was thinking like maybe, maybe Zach. If we do trade or sign Zach Hyman, it would probably be like a one year deal, right? For like very little money. That's the only way the Canucks can sign him at this point. And then after, like, every contract available, like, Louis Erickson, like, gets goes off the books, then we can try to sign him for a bigger pay. You think kind of like what we did with Hamini? Yeah. I see that as well. It's just I don't see what's the incentive for him to sign that in Vancouver. Like, for yeah. Hamnick, it was to be close to his family, and he wasn't really open to playing... Uh, on a team outside of Western Canada. Hyman is from Toronto. Um, I think he would want to try his best to sign there. And if not, I think he would want to go somewhere else where he can make um, the most money possible while also continuing to play in a big role. Yeah. On the Canucks, he would definitely just be a... He would be a third liner. So I just don't see that. It would be awesome if he could come, but 
I think the Canucks have to move out some money. Definitely. And kind of transitioning that into the Holtby talks, there's been some talks about moving Holtby out, which would be a lot of money. Um, yeah. This is reported by Drance and Dollywall that um, eight teams have made calls on Brian Holtby, including oh, wow. Seattle. Hmm. Um, Holtby carries a cap hit of $4.3 million, and he probably is going to be a backup goalie for a team next year that is not the Canucks if they do move him. Yeah. Um, Seattle wants to get Drieger. They want to get him and sign him. So, I see that. I if, if Holtby was to go there, it would be to be a backup. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to protect him in the expansion draft, so I don't really see why a team would trade for him. But yeah. if Benning can get something done, I think it would be like giving a team a second-round pick to take on Holtby or giving a team like uh, a few picks, like kind of rewarding yeah. them to take him. It's like uh, what uh, New York did today. With uh, Phoenix, not Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Phoenix. Okay, um, it's it's still there. It's uh, still and, Phoenix. And they took a good uh, Goodrow from Tampa as well, right? Mm, so. Yep. Like, they they did a uh, oh, sorry, they did a trade not, with not the... new, still New York, but that was the Rangers. My bad. Ah, uh, the Rangers. Yeah, New York Islanders traded. Uh, Andrew, I think it's Andrew Ladd. Yeah, was Andrew it? Ladd, a second Andrew round Ladd, pick, a conditional then, second. Like, yeah, Four and then like and two, two or three. Yeah. Two seconds of, and a third. Two second conditional picks and a third. I think it was. But like they traded him and those picks for absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Arizona did not give them a single thing. Not a not a bag of pucks, not even one puck. They just they literally just gave it for free because they needed the cap space. And so, like Goodrow was kind of the same thing. Goodrow was traded for a seventh round a pick seventh. next year, and yeah. it's just because he doesn't have a contract and Tampa can't re-sign him. So I think yeah. Vancouver's in a similar situation here. Hopefully, we can move Holtby out. I mean, we did move our third round pick this year already, and I don't think Benning wants to move another pick from this year. But maybe next not. year's pick or something down the line, um, get rid of Holtby because Demko's ready, and especially with Ian Clark back in the fold. Mikey DiPietro can split time between Abbotsford and Vancouver. We know that yeah. drive is only 40 minutes, <laughs> even with 40 minutes, yeah. even with slight traffic. It is around 40 to 45 minutes. So, yeah, it'd be great for Mikey to get some time as our backup goalie. Yeah. He's already played two games or three games with the Canucks. Obviously, the first one did not count. There's no <laughs> chance that one counted. It's yeah, let's let's not bring that one up. Seven goals. <laughs> More Canucks news, kind of Canucks news. Um, I don't know if you know this one. Mike Gillis got hired by the NHLPA. Ooh. So he's a consultant on business matters there. Um, not much news to go from that. Just Gillis is back in the fold for the NHL at least. Had a boy. Had a boy, Mikey. <laughs> Um, anything else that... Actually, one huge thing that I want to talk about was the Pedersen video about him shooting. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, just he shooting again. So I'm really happy for him. Yeah. Um, the final thing that I wanted to bring up that I just remembered is a lot of stuff happened in the NHL today. 
Not a mm-hmm. lot of it affects the Canucks directly. The biggest one that I think affects them is um, Heiskanen getting an eight-year uh, deal worth eight point four five million dollars per year. Oh boy. Um, I think Hughes is better than Heiskanen, and I think generally people think that as well. Yep. What will Hughes get now? <laughs> that is that is a very tough question. Because like That's... like I said last time about Makar, Heiskanen, and Hughes, whoever got the deal out of those three, um, set set the benchmark pretty much. Yeah, that sets the the ben- the benchmark for for this. Wow. And let's throw Adam Fox in there as well. The um, <laughs> Uh, but he he has one more year on his contract. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna benefit from this, and he's gonna make more than any of those three guys since he won the Norris. Uh, yep. But those are the only comparable players to Hughes. Now one of them has signed the deal. Remember we were talking about Shabbat. Shabbat got an eight by eight. Um, mm-hmm. Heiskanen gets eight point four five. Hughes looks like he should be getting like nine then. If, yeah. if it was fair, right? If everything was completely fair. Obviously, yeah. different situation for every team. And then Makar would get like 9.5. Yeah. How much do you think this affects the contract talks with Hughes? Oh, I think it impacts it quite a lot. Because now they're using that and seeing, oh, the agent's going to say, oh, my client is gonna is definitely better than this player in Dallas. Like, <laughs> it's... It's also it's not very good news for for the Canucks in signing him. Hopefully Hughes like may, wants to say like he wants to make less money than Heiskanen, <laughs> which is I don't think is gonna happen. Only if he's like a very like team player type player. Hopefully he is. <laughs> Takes like a like a seven point five somehow. But I just don't see Hughes taking less than eight point five. And if he does, I think it would have to be kind of like a bridge deal. Like, it'd have to be, like, three years. And I know he wanted to go yeah. longer term. Um, and Pedersen was the one that wanted to go for a shorter term deal. But I think you'd have to... It's just not possible right now. The Canucks would have to do some really, really crazy stuff in moving out contracts, buying stuff out, giving up future assets because we've put ourselves in this hole. I just don't know. It's the one situation you just really do not want to be a GM for this team because this is such a hard decision to make. Because <laughs> he's he's put himself at this in this situation, giving the bottom six a lot of money, and also Mike Gillis kind of screwed us over as well with the Longo deal, which is coming into an end to uh, next year. Which thankfully we can then sign the players, but. Yeah, Jim Benning's put himself in this situation. And he's got to dig himself out of it. Alright, so I guess we'll end it off there. Kind of with kind of like a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think Hughes is going to get? And if you think it's going to be something north of um, what Heiskanen got, Canucks are probably going to have to move out money. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think he's going to... Uh, Benning is going to move out? And he said he wants to be aggressive. So we've made that one trade, but... There's still a lot of work to be done to get this team ready for next year. 
um, in terms of actually having players to play on the roster and thinking about cup contention in 2023. So thank you guys for listening to the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. And as always, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.